0: Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, Christ's Triumphal Entry. And in this week's message, Pastor DeMichael will share the wonderful story of Jesus Christ riding into Jerusalem during his time here on earth. But this sermon goes beyond that in reminding the Christian that there is another triumphal entry coming in the future when Jesus Christ will return again. With the accomplishments of Jesus Christ centuries ago and with the knowledge of his soon return, the Christian can live victoriously and joyfully even during trying times. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you and if you would like to hear today's message again or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael.
1: All right, let's take our Bibles this morning and turn to Luke chapter 19. This is a Sunday traditionally called Palm Sunday. And I remember as a little boy growing up in the Roman Catholic Church, Palm Sunday, you know, very little was explained biblically, but we would come home from church with a little sprig of a palm and, you know, to be honest with you, I had some vague idea. It had something to do with this story, but... Uh, We're going to look at this today and look at the significance of Christ's triumphal entry into Jerusalem in the days just before he's about to be crucified. Let's pray. God, guide and direct our thoughts now. Captivate us with the word of God. Father, there's nothing else besides you and our eternal souls that last forever. This book is settled forever in heaven. It's profitable. Father, we see how the things around us, this earthly life, they diminish and Lord, they're uncertain, and we've seen that so vividly illustrated over the past uh, couple of months. Help us now, Lord, to focus on the Word of God, and help us, Lord, to be captivated by it, and may you speak to each and every heart. Help me, Lord, to say those things that need to be said. There's so much more that could be said in the time that we have, so give me that discernment that it takes, and we pray these things in Christ's name, Amen. Luke chapter 19, if you look from verses 28 all the way down to verse 48, we see Christ's triumphal entry. And as I mentioned to you as a a child, uh, I had vague recollections of certain traditions surrounding this. And perhaps for that reason, uh, some of us as Bible-believing Baptists tend to just shy away from this Portion of scripture because it has been turned uh, into just kind of a tradition uh, by the liturgical churches, and uh, I don't think we should do that. Uh, There are some things that go on here that are very important, there are some things here that are prophetic leading up to the Lord Jesus Christ going to the cross, and we're going to take a look at these things now. Keep in mind that the Lord Jesus Christ is is at the height of his popularity, if you will. He had just uh, raised Lazarus from the dead. Everyone knew about it. And the events that are occurring in the week leading up to the Passover, historians tell us that the population of Jerusalem was normally around 80,000. Now, to be honest with you, when I found that out, that surprised me a little bit. I I didn't think it would be that many. But that was the normal population of Jerusalem was right around 80,000. But during Passover, between 2 and 3 million people would crowd into Jerusalem uh, for the celebration of the Passover. Now, uh, obviously, they were not uh, social distancing. And, uh, and, and so uh, this is a very important time uh, for Jerusalem, for the nation of Israel, and, of course, for the Passover This go-around, our Lord Jesus Christ would be the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. But there are several things that this story speaks to, and I want us to look at them today. Starting off in verses 28 and 29, uh, if you look at verse 28 and 29, it speaks to us of the second advent of Christ. The return of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in verse 28, "...and when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem." And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples. Now notice it was at the Mount of Olives. Uh, This is important because in Acts chapter 1, in Acts chapter 1 and verses 11 and 12, uh, the disciples with the Lord Jesus Christ after his resurrection, uh, he gets ascended into heaven. And the Bible says in verse ten, while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Of course, those two men are their angels. And angels, oftentimes in Scripture, uh, come unawares to others, and they do so in the form of a man. And the Bible says in verse eleven, which also said, "Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven?" The same Jesus which was taken up from you into heaven shall so come in the like manner as you have seen them go into heaven. Now watch verse 12. Uh, then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. So they are right in that very place where the Lord Jesus Christ will return at the second advent, according to Bible prophecy. Uh, Revelation chapter 19 in the New Testament, probably more than any other chapter in the Word of God, speaks of the literal, physical, visible return of the Lord Jesus Christ to defeat the armies of the Antichrist and to set things right in this world and to set up the millennial reign of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, as far as eschatology is concerned, and eschatology is just a jawbreaker of a word for the study of end-time things in Scripture, we are, as a church, we're waiting for the rapture. We're waiting for the Lord to take the church out before the great tribulation period, and seven years of Daniel's 70th week, yet unfulfilled, when that takes place and Christ comes back at the second advent, and that's what this pictures. That is what this foretells to the disciples. I like what happens after the return of the Lord Jesus Christ at the second advent, and that is the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. When things in this tired old world will be set right, they'll be set right religiously. All men will know of Christ. There'll be no denying him. They'll be set right politically. He will be king of kings and lord of lords, and he will rule as a benevolent monarch. Things will be set right as far as things like poverty are concerned. It'll be a time of unprecedented prosperity. Uh, The list goes on and on and on, and I think we can gain a greater appreciation of this great truth, especially in the circumstances we see worldwide. Uh, This pandemic, uh, you know, don't misunderstand. I realize the disease is serious, and I guess if anybody should take it serious, it would be somebody like me with a compromised immune system, and I do take it serious. I am not going to lick my hands when I'm done grabbing this pulpit. I will use hand sanitizer and all that other good stuff. But uh, you look at a situation like this, and you see how it's being politicized, uh, you wonder, are we go- doing going too far, not only as a nation, but around the world, pretty much shutting everything down? And, and, uh, and I'm not saying any of these decisions are easy, but I'm looking forward to a day when the Lord Jesus Christ will be ruling the entire world. Not just one place, but the entire world. And don't you know that we will have assurance that every decision that is made will be the right decision? This thing speaks of the second advent of Christ. Not only that, if you look at verses 30 through 34... Another thing this speaks of is the fact that that God uses the lowly. God uses the lowly. Now, uh, for most of us, that should get our attention right away. God uses the lowly. Look at verse 30, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, uh, whereon never yet man sat. Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, why do you loose him, uh, thus shall you say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent uh, went their way and found, even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. The Lord is going to use the lowly here. I wonder, first of all, if the two disciples that were sent to do this might have been complaining. Why do we have to go? We just got to go get this lowly donkey. You know, you could imagine there might have been a little grousing going on. Well, you know, Peter, James, and John, they never have to do stuff like this. And Judas, of course, he doesn't volunteer for anything. Why did we have to go? But little did these men know that they were being used to fulfill a very specific prophecy given to us in the book of Zechariah. I think not only of that, but when I think of the fact that God has never really needed anything in the sense That he was in need but he chose to put himself in that position to need this little donkey you know the paradox of our lord's earthly life was that he was rich yet for our sakes he became poor he owned all things yet he possessed nothing he created the stars yet he had nowhere to lay his head he fashioned everything out there out of nothing and yet he had to borrow a boat which to preach the gospel he created every drop of water that exists in the world and yet he cried on the cross i thirst he created every tree but he died on a borrowed cross he created every rock but he had a borrowed tomb in which to be buried he used the clouds as his chariots yet he had to borrow a donkey on which to ride this is the paradox of the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ
0: we want to thank you for joining us today for treasures of truth and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you you've been listening to a message entitled "Christ's triumphal entry by pastor Rick DeMichael in this week's lessons pastor DeMichael has given yet another reason for the Christian to lead a triumphant and victorious life Jesus Christ came humbly to earth many years ago But soon he will return once again, and this time he's going to make an even more triumphant entry. Because of Jesus Christ, the Christian can navigate this life with confidence, with hope, and with joy. But if you don't know this Jesus that we have been speaking of, we would like to invite you to call the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church or attend one of our services. And someone would love to talk with you so that you can know for sure that you're going to heaven. Jesus Christ is waiting to bring you a love, a joy, and a peace. That you have never known before As we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast If you would like to hear this or other messages By Pastor DeMichael Feel free to visit our website At tvbc.org That's tvbc.org And you can also visit our YouTube Or Facebook page for more information Treasures of Truth Is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church In Meridian, Idaho And we would love for you to come join us in our services Which begin with Sunday School at 930 followed by the morning service at 1045. We also have a Sunday evening service at 545. And of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting kids' programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college-aged groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over at the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon, and may God bless you.